Welcome to Games and Grub. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't glow. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Are you ready for All-Star Weekend? Let's go. We're in the studio here, Games and Grub Radio. It is Saturday, February 15th, and it is a cold, chilly day. It's windy, uh, but it's a great day in Milwaukee. And hey, we made it. We made it here. We made it. We woke up pretty early today. Unlike the other, the other bum that didn't, didn't quite... Yeah, Aiden is Didn't out. quite figure out his stuff today, but... Aiden is out. I am sick, but I am here. And Zach... Well, I'm here. Zach is oh, I'm Zach. in the building. So yeah, we're excited. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today, Brian. We p- we put together a great show. Yeah, I no, think. we uh we prepped it pretty well last night. Yeah, we um, had, we had a fun time just talking about sports, just going. It was into it was a things. chill Friday night in the room. Yeah, it was very one of the more calm Friday nights in in recent weeks. Uh, I would say that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So today we'll talk everything from All Star Break. Some college sports, both football yeah. and basketball. College got- sports, a lot of college stuff today, a lot including of stuff. ripping on college coaches. So huge <laughs> rip it on college coaches. Yeah, I'm um, excited to uh, rip Mel Tucker apart. But that we got Astros apology news. Uh, baseball card sells for nine hundred thousand at auction. We got a lot of. T- a little, little bit of XFL review. We yeah. watched a little bit of it. We didn't uh, get super into it. Maybe we'll watch some more this weekend. Um, but it, it definitely uh, it has some promise. Man, yeah, it's. I mean, it was fun to watch. They they uh they got some big hits in it, and uh, I'm all there for that. A lot of tip balls. I did. I did, however, see an ejection, which I was surprised to see, being that the XFL is supposed to be this macho man. You can do whatever you want. Football league. Y- but yes I did. And, yes and I no. like how it still has a root of football and it keeps its players safe. And it is. It's a lot of fun though. I think that before, like, so, like, a year or two ago, before it started, someone asked, like, the uh, the president of it, uh, are you guys going to, like, let people with, like, domestic violence records in here at all? And he said no. So, like, it's not yeah, like it's a it, testament. It's a real league. It's a real league. Yeah. It's just a little bit different than uh, the NFL. Yeah. So, still football. S- still football. Um, so, let's get into uh, All-Star Weekend. Last night, we had the Celebrity Game and then the Rising Stars Game. Uh, the Rising Stars game is uh, usually uh, first, second, third-year players. Uh, generally, they're not all-stars, but Luka Doncic and Trey Young were both playing. Um, and then it's World versus USA. So you have a lot of foreign guys, uh, a lot of the Canadian guys, um, Luka, uh, Rui Hachimura, and then against all the U.S. guys. And this game is not competitive at all. Not competitive. Oh, we got a caller. We have a caller already. already. Yeah, we're going to... Caller, you are live. 
Hello? Yeah, am I on the air? Yeah, yeah. you are. Yeah, so this is Aiden Hatton. I just want to oh, apologize. Boo, get out of here. No, 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 no. Can't let me apologize? And you're not going to explain why I'm not there. Duty calls at the tour guide office. I would not call out sick today. I would be there. He could have figured out his schedule. We're dumping him. Goodbye. But First I'm one all, to be dumped I'm on Games of Growth. Dumped. It, all right. Later. First time we've ever dumped anyone on air. I wish we could have done it to a, to a couple of callers in uh, past episodes. But that was the first time we've ever dumped someone on air. And I feel great it, for it, doing it. It I, makes me, I mean, I feel awesome. Feels, was, feels pretty electric, actually. Yeah, so Aiden just tried to call in and tell us that he it was He tried wasn't to pretend fault. like he was on this week's show. Yeah. Like, he's not He's not here. This is our show. Do we crop him out on the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that's a real possibility. This, we here. might start a new, who knows? We might start a new podcast and it'll be games and grub but the the s and games is going to be a five just to just to mess with it just so aiden doesn't get the credibility of of having this show played on his on his radio all seriousness aiden is our producer it's it was tough it was we're, tough. we're a little lost getting yeah, the show started it was without tough him. getting the show started without him once once we were rolling we almost know what we're doing yeah we, <laughs> we kind of get it so we were just talking about all-star break last night the Rising Stars game put on a show. It's it's lob it was, city. That was yeah, it was a fun. It was a lot of lobs. It was a lot of dunks. Yeah. A lot of three. A lot of missed three pointers. Yeah, a lot of missed three pointers. You had a buzzer beater at halftime. You have Zion. You got Zion bending rims. The back, yeah, bending rims. Looking it like was Shaq wild. out there. United yeah. Center showed up. Uh, shout out Chicago. I think the mecca of basketball. Personally, you think over, Chicago? Oh, I mean, sorry. New yeah yeah. Over New York and mm. over Indiana. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Chicago. I don't know about that. They're, they're definitely up there. Yeah, it's not, like, those are gonna, the three. I'm not going to discredit them at all. Someone could say uh, Massachusetts, too. With well, the what about Los Angeles? I feel like L.A. So, like SoCal. Eh, SoCal produces a lot of basketball eh, players. Yeah, we might as well throw Minnesota into that and throw out that <laughs> argument. If you're putting Jeez. Minnesota in SoCal's class, that's a lot of respect right there. Well, so. I do have a good amount of players. I mean, I hear out of Minnesota, out of Minneapolis, out of Minneapolis, I hear a lot of that during college basketball hoops. Yeah, so. a lot of it. Um, yeah, so Rising Stars game, World versus USA. We had our first uh, Japanese player. Yeah, Rui Hachimura. Rui Hachimura. Uh, Too bad he's on the Wizards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, we would know his name probably if he wasn't on the Wizards. Uh, who came out with the all-star of the game? Uh, the MVP was Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges, yep. the MVP of the I game. I think the Hornets had like three or four players there. Good they, for them. They might be on the come-up. Yeah, good for them. But I mean, they're the Hornets, so probably not. <laughs> Yeah, it was a great game. The end of the game featured nearly a dunk contest. Yeah, with the last like two minutes. Zion, it was a 20, ja Morant, twenty seconds left. And yeah. who else? Who else went at it for the world team? Um, yeah, it was a blast to watch, though. Some incredible dunks. It was most of them were missed, but the fact that like these guys, they were pretty close. Like Zion threw it off the backboard in the air, catches it through his legs, and is an inch from throwing it down. An inch, like. I think that sets. John Morant nearly went behind his back with the dunk. Yeah, which was, that was ridiculous. That was pretty crazy. But I'm excited to see what was the dunk contest tonight. The, at yep, nine. So the, we have like the dunk contest, the three point contest, and then the skill showcases tonight. Um, and I think we actually have. Yeah, so I'm excited for the dunk, dunk contest. contest coming up because uh, hometown boy, or Milwaukee hometown boy, and I guess Boston hometown boy, yeah. Pat Connaughton's going to be in it. So we got a little clip from him. <laughs> more known than me. There you go. I want to get to 
this tweet, right? So uh, you Pat Connaughton's tweet. Star outfielder Christian Yelich that you should have meet up in Chicago this weekend. Is he going to be involved? Uh, yeah, he might be. Uh, oh, all you know, right. I want to make sure. Like I've I said, I got a little bit. I got a little. So that's Pat Connaughton telling us that Christian Yelich, the MVP. He's been an MVP of baseball, yeah. yeah. He was the MVP of the uh, National League last year, not this year. Two yet, so two, two years, years ago. And, yeah, it looks like he's going to be helping Pat out in the dunk contest. And if you don't hear it already, I hear Milwaukee's going absolutely nuts. This, this is huge for Milwaukee. This, I mean, these two, I mean, not not Pat per se, but Christian Yelich, is, it's him and Giannis run the city. Yeah. So just having Yelich there. And Giannis it's, is going to be their courtside. Giannis is probably going to throw an oop for yeah, one of them too. It's, it's going to be a does Pat dunk a city over, affair. Does Pat dunk over Giannis in one of them? No, absolutely. Are not. you sure? But I think he gets maybe a baseball bats involved and I yeah. Yelich ex- bombs a a ball to from from baseline to baseline for a Pat Connaughton three sixty dunk. I'd yeah. love to see that. That'd be electric. So if you didn't know, I'm a huge Pat Connaughton fan. And I'm I'm really how, excited. How, how high is this vertical? Forty four inches. Yeah, the highest, the highest highest vertical in NBA combine history. Uh just four sheer, short years ago. So I'm really excited to watch the dunk contest of all things this weekend. I know people uh what, do you like do you do you mind the dunk contest? I feel like it's not as gimmicky as the three point and the no, I would say it's more gimmicky. Really? Yeah. Uh, it it takes a little bit too long. Uh, some some I think years, it's fun to watch. I think it's a hit or miss depending on who's in it. Um, like obviously when it was Zach Levine versus Aaron Gordon, that one was awesome. Uh, and then I think the last like two years haven't been quite as exciting. But I think this year we have Dwight Howard coming back. Pat Connaughton's gonna uh, have some special in his bag. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. He is just. He's he's been in the dunk contest before. Um, it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be a fun year this year. So who you got? Uh, I think I'm gonna go Pat Connaughton. I, I have to. Really? I have to. Dude, are you serious right now? This is big. If you're like, if you're, if you're not messing with me, because I think Pat Connaughton's actually gonna win this thing. I really do. And it's not because I. I'm a fanboy. It's not because well, he, he's he, my favorite NBA player and has been. He doesn't play as much as the other guys. So he has more time to practice his dunks. All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I still think he practices just as much as them, but I'll give you that. Yeah, he's got a 44-inch vertical, which is absolutely ridiculous. <coughs> I don't know. Well, we, sh- we should see a lot, a lot happen tonight. Yeah. So I'm real excited. Our next story, we want to get into it? Uh, Yeah, let's do it. Let's, so, let's dive into this one. Mel Tucker, coach of Colorado Boulder football team, tweets out uh, at 1.43 on February 8th, while I'm flattered to be considered for the head coaching job at MSU football, Michigan State, I'm committed to CU Buffs football for the build, hashtag build of our program. It's great athletes, coaches, and supporters, hashtag unfinished business, Hashtag go buffs. We are hashtag relentless. Hashtag culture. Hashtag the build. And no more than two days later. Can I put a hashtag on this? Put a hashtag on it. No more than two days later, he agrees to a coaching job at Michigan State University. Hashtag pathetic. Horrible. Disgusting. Disgraceful. 
ugly. This is just what you don't want to see in sports. It's horrible. You promise these kids, these recruits coming in. That's he's the been there for a year. On. That's the part I want to focus on. These, Go for it. these aren't professional athletes. These are 18, 17, 18-year-old 18 kids that you are promising. These guys aren't coming in professional athletes. They're coming in kids, and it is your job to build them and form them and to be better men. And you're setting this type of example. If I'm Michigan State, is this the type of coach I want on my team, no matter how good he is at coaching football? Is this the type of character that you want to see in the NCAA, coaching young men? This is horrible. Leading young men? I, I don't think so. Yeah, he just ditched he he. He literally just ditches and them for the money. Nobody asked him to tweet. Yeah, nobody, nobody did. Asked him to nobody tweet. asked him to tweet. I'm I'm staying. Like if this you guy, actually, this or, guy is worse at social media than Kevin Durant. Yeah, if you actually are gonna think about taking the job, maybe you shouldn't say that. Maybe you shouldn't lie to all the recruits you're having come in and the entire program at at Colorado, because he he was there. He was their guy. He was, yeah, he was, he was supposed to build savior. them up. He yeah. was supposed to make them competitive. Yeah, he was supposed to bring them back in a Pac-12 fandom. Pac-12, God, it it sucks, dude. Imagine that, being a recruit for a Pac-12 Colorado football team that's on the up-and-come, and, and you're, you're so excited to get going. You're on the team. You, you haven't even gotten to campus yet because these guys, what, show up late spring? Yeah. Early summer? Oh, we got a caller. We'll put on a caller right now. Guys, caller, you're live. Hey, it's up from Boulder. Who is it? Bob from Boulder. What? Bob from Boulder. Calling from Boulder. Oh, Bob from oh, Boulder, Colorado guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, hey, um, I'd like to talk about the Mel Tucker thing, okay? Go for it. Um, I'm upset about it, okay? Because uh, you know we get like to keep things really pretty smooth and mellow out here, and Mel is not mellow. He's on Mellow Tucker. That's where I'm concerned, eh? On Mellow Tucker. On Mellow Tucker. That's Never heard that official one. nickname. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he really does pretty out here, you know? And um, my friends are having a real hard time with it. I know we're, we're really, really upset, okay? Um, and what I think is happening out here is we need a coach who doesn't look at this as a stepping stone. Am I right? Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. Okay, and this seems like why can't we just stay here? Okay, we have lots to offer. There's good air, there's good clean water, and it's a great program. Okay, so we need All right, Bob. Bob, you're kind of breaking up, but I get the point. You On... need a program. That we need somebody that's going to stay with us. Yeah. So why why didn't he stay with you guys? I don't know. Money. I mean, that, that, Money. Money, not, money runs the world. All right. Bob, we get the point. You're unhappy. Thank you. Thanks for the Bye. call. It's great to hear from a citizen of Boulder. Yeah, it's great to hear. Bob from Boulder really just explaining to us why he's upset. I mean, I get it. He thinks... I, I don't believe Mel Tucker thought it was a stepping stone, but it definitely is to a Big Ten program. Well, I was saying this. Where you can make millions more. I was saying this uh, last night. If PJ Fleck left Minnesota, I I wouldn't really know how to feel. I'd be I'd feel so heartbroken, and I I can imagine that's how the people in Colorado feel. If Mel Tucker was supposed to be their savior, was supposed to be that guy, that coach, because college football isn't necessarily about the players as much. It's about the coach. Yeah, it is. It's about the Sabins. It's about the uh, the the Dabos. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's if you think that you have one of those guys that's going to be a ten year, ten year yeah. guy, and he just leaves because, oh, Michigan State, Big Ten. That's brutal. It's pathetic. Pathetic. You want to uh, move on to ten yeah, questions because I'm I'm done talking about Mel Tucker. Yeah, sellout. Yeah, he, absolute, he doesn't deserve any more minutes of our show. Absolute sellout. So, oh, that we'll get this going right here. So, Brian, first question. You want to ask? Yeah. Uh, so those little heart candies, Valentine's Day, uh, those little sugar candies. What's your favorite quote you're gonna see on one of those? My favorite quote. Oh, hug me. Hug me. You, you, those little candies that you're talking about that uh, you give out on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day was yesterday. I could eat a whole box of those. Like, yeah. a, like a large box. They're really good. Yeah. My, mine, I have to say, would be like wink, wink. Okay. I like, I like, that, I like that wink, wink. Hug me. Yeah. Tweet us at Games and Grub. What's your favorite quote on uh, the little heart sh- candies? Yeah, the little heart candies. All right. Number two, all-star game. Are you going to watch it? You know what? I might as well. There's not not a lot on tonight. There might be some Big East basketball to watch, but yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll absolutely watch it. Yeah, you'll tune in. All right. NBA Rising How about Stars you? game. You going to uh, be watching? I think I'll still turn it on. Yeah, yeah. I'll turn it on. NBA Rising Stars game. Were there too many alley-oops? Uh, yeah. Some of them were just thrown up and no one was even there to receive the alley-oop, which is kind of tough to watch, but no, I, I mean, that's what the game is. It's yeah. for them to have fun. They're, throw they're, up having, some... they're definitely having fun out there, which yeah. is... That's Which is good. It, they need a break from the series season. They have fun. All right, you want to? Yeah, uh, Marcus uh, Howard for NPOY. Will Marcus Howard be the National Player of the Year? Or is he in the top three in the running? How's that sound for now? If he continues what he's doing, he will be the National Player of the Year, in my opinion. I would say if we, win, should the, be. If we win the Big East, it's no question. Yeah. 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 All right, so he's up there. He's, he's got a chance, He's man. definitely in the running. He's too good. It's He's too good to be, oh, he's not, like... In the running. Yep. Okay, so Marcus Howard, possible NPLA. national player of the year. Yeah, yeah. never know. All right, question five. Should the Games and Grub podcast crew rewatch Friday Night Lights? We, I, I think we should. I think we, what did we watch, the first episode or two? Of uh, Friday Night Lights? Yeah, yeah, we watched it we, again. We rewatched. the Yeah, first we need season. another sports and or food uh Yeah, if anyone's got any TV good shows, show. anyone's got any tweet good shows, at Grub tweet M-U-R. us at GrubMUR and... Uh, well, give them a listen. Yeah, one, give and a watch. you also call in at 414-288-7091 if you want to talk about any of this stuff. Uh, Marcus Howard will be the NPOY. What what show should we watch next? Uh, question number six. What team would you rather play, play for, Stephen A. or Michael, Michael Wilbon? Yeah, so the celebrity game was coached. One team was Stephen, Stephen a, a. One team was Michael Wilbon. Oh, Stephen A. and it's not even close. He was getting teched. He got, he got a technical foul. He was uh, just way over the top pregame, and in a celebrity game, that's what you want. All right, should Zion's double dribble have been called? Oh, uh, at the end of the game, at you the want end to of the game, that? yeah. So at the end of the game, Zion is like dribbling up. There's like a minute left. Nobody's playing anymore because Team USA was up by like 30, and it, this is like during that dunk contest we were kind of talking about. And Zion's at about half court, and he's like going up for this dunk, like get, like preparing like his like his run up for it. And he double dribbles like twice, and uh, the ref the refs aren't doing anything at that point. But I'm sitting there like, call the double dribble. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Yeah, I don't know if they actually have rules in the All Star game. Yeah, I don't. Not. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> All, All right. right, Antonio Brown. He's going on a little apologizing spree here. He's uh, apologized to Big Ben. Uh, he apologized to the Patriots uh, and the Raiders. Are you Are you believing it? 
Absolutely. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll give him a chance. I'll give him. Yeah, why not? It doesn't hurt if to give him a chance. Yeah. All right. Taysom Hill, franchise quarterback? Question mark? Question Possibly. mark? Question mark? Pa- no. Guess who's thrown more completions than Taysom Hill? Who? Um, Muhammad Sanu. Okay. So, yes, he is. Are you sure? Yeah. It's like six career completions, I think it is. I'll take it. All right. And last question. How much fun was the XFL to watch? You know, it was it was a better product than I thought. It was definitely a better product than the AAF. Yeah. The kickoffs were unique and fun. A lot of tip Extra balls. points were cool. A lot of tip balls. A lot tip of tip balls. balls, which made it really exciting. It was weird. I know they're playing with a different football that's got a different texture, but I'm surprised there were that many tip balls. Like, I saw... Yeah. And a lot of I saw hits. everything from a lineman catching a touchdown to a quarterback yeah, catching we were watching his own for like pass. Tw- Twenty minutes and like there the were cra- like fifteen tips of something, passes. Yeah, something that might happen throughout an entire NFL season happened in, in like twenty game. minutes of yeah. XFL. So it's really exciting. A lot of turnovers. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun to watch. And that's it for our ten questions. Um, tweet us if you uh, if you want to at GrubMUR. And uh, yeah, yeah. Next. We want to, you can tweet us at GrubMUR or call us at 414-288-7091. That's 414-288-7091. Give us a call. Uh, We're up to talk talk about just about anything right now without our uh, producer on air. It kind of gives us freedom. We can talk about whatever we want, which is pretty fun, Brian, wouldn't you say? Yeah, no, I would say today's going pretty well. All right, so next up. We're going to get into, uh, what do you want to get into? Uh, let's talk about the Astros. We, All have, right. we have to. We're going to go for it. So, Astros fake their apology, yes or no? Oh, it's the most, this is the worst apology I think I've ever heard. This is like, oh, we didn't even do anything. Yeah, so but we're going to. it's gonna, proven that you did something. I'm going to play, play a little audio. clip. Play the audio. Yeah, I'm going to play a little clip from um, the team owner, Jim Crane. Um, apologizing. Here it is. You know, our opinion is, um, you know, that this didn't impact the game. Um, we have. So, first off, he goes. My opinion is. No, not not my opinion. Oh, it's not our pers- opinion. It's our, yeah, you want to you want to make talking, it as little personal as possible. He's talking for the organization. Yeah, he's talking for the organization whole. because he's not sorry. Yeah. God, if he were sorry, he'd be begging on his knees to stay in the MLB. No, but he's not sorry. We. Our opinion, our opinion is As that this did not impact the game. So, if it didn't impact the game, why would you do it? Yeah, why? What's the idea behind it if it won't impact why, the game? Why Even do if something? he doesn't know, you don't have, you do not know that that did not impact the game. You just believe that. That's my opinion. My opinion is that that here it is. I could say my opinion is that they won the World Series because of it. That's not my opinion, but I could say that, and I mean it's completely viable. You can't like. Yeah. You can't say no to it. He can't be like, yeah, well, our opinion's better. Like, come on. My opinion is, oh, but. Okay, yeah, but yes. you, you can say, you can say personally that that they, they could have won the World Series without it, yes? Yeah. But you can't, you can't say that it didn't impact the game. That's yeah. just. And then no more than 55 seconds later. Um, we won the World Series and we'll leave it at that. Jim went no more than 55 seconds later. Yankees there did you say you feel like this didn't impact the game and what do you mean by that I I didn't say it didn't impact the game all right our opinion is that this didn't impact the game I didn't say that this didn't impact the game come on pick a side yeah are you kidding me are you kidding me this is the 
this is worse than apologizing. This is like, uh, yeah, we d we're sorry it didn't do anything, though. Oh, no, it might have done something. It might have changed the game a little bit. Come on. Figure it out. Gosh. Sh should the title be stripped? Uh, I don't think they can do that. But it definitely, definitely impacted the game, no matter what this guy says or anyone else. What a sad, horrible, disgusting. And the the worst part about all this is the players. The, the players were in on all of this. The players had no respect for the game that they play, and the guys that they're going up against. I get if it's like a coach or a general manager, because those guys are kind of scummy. But a player, every single one of these players, I want to say again how sorry our team is. I'm really sorry about the choices that were made by my team. I want to say the whole Astros organization feel bad. Come on, just say I feel bad for once. That like, will yeah. it kill you to say like don't, I knew a part of this and I spread, feel bad? Don't spread this blame. Each person should take one hundred percent of the Honestly, blame. Honestly, why not saying anything wh about it? Why is everyone? Are I mean, I get you got to protect yourself a little bit, but. This is absurd. Like Every you, I'm going down a list of players that are saying any, our any team, of these players would look our so organization. Much better. Any of these players would look so much better if they came out and said, I am completely like so sorry for this. I should have came out. I should have said something. They would look so much better if they said that, but none of them are saying that. We don't endorse the actions that took place, Crane says. We apologized. You know, it's been tough on the team and tough on the city and tough on the nation. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Are you serious? Oh my gosh. He was asked by a reporter if it is cheating. He, Crane re responds with, excuse me, in the weirdest tone I've ever heard. And he said, it's not cheating. He said, we broke the rules, and you can phrase that any way you want. All right. I'm done with him. Yeah. This is, this Absolute is, this is just travesty. as pathetic as Mel Tucker. It's sad. It's sad that, I mean, one of my favorite parts of sports is the integrity of the game, and they just absolutely lost it over, over there in uh, Houston. Yeah. God. Oh. You want to hit off the next story? Because I'm not talking about him anymore. That was our clip it and rip it, by the way. Yeah, clip it and rip it. Little, so we take a clip and segment. rip it. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say we ripped it. Yeah, we ripped, we ripped him. 100% of a rip right there. Good, Good for us. All right, next story. We have baseball, basketball cards, not baseball cards, basketball cards sell for $900,000. Let me repeat that one more time. $900,000 at so, an auction. The, yeah, there was a, car, a rare card of Michael Jordan and LeBron James with an NBA logo patch and pieces of game-worn jerseys from both players that sold at uh, Golden Auctions at a private sale earlier this week for $900,000. $900,000 for two pieces of fabric and a card with the pictures of LeBron James and Michael Jordan on it. This card was part of Upper Deck's 2003-2004 Exquisite Collection and includes actual NBA patches from game-worn jerseys that James and Jordan wear. I, I and it's not even a real patch on the jersey. While there is a Bulls logo on the Jordan side of that card, it's actually a piece of his Wizards jersey. Ugh. Wow. It's the only card that exists in the entire world. I mean, $900,000 I... price tag beats out the past uh, Tops Lou Alcindor card that sold for around $500,000. Lou, Lou Alcindor. Who is Lou Alcindor? 
No idea. Louis Alcindor. Who is no, it? No idea. It's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It was his uh-huh. birth name. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I know mean, that. no, you're fine. I, I was once watching a documentary, and they kept saying, like, Lou Alcindor, Lou, Lou, Lou. I'm like, who, who's this Lou Alcindor? Like, they're like, he ran the New York City basketball in, like, the 1960s. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, funny. my God. That's, and I was like, he looks just like Kareem. And I was like, oh, that's Kareem. It's kind of funny. But... I mean, if you have the money to spend on this, like, why not, right? Honestly, I will. That's a sick card. I mean, it's not like someone that has only one million dollars is going to spend ninety percent of that on these cards. These people are like probably multi-millionaires, and this is po- not pocket change. But so Bob from uh, Boulder got a hold of our uh, text. I don't know how he got a hold of my text, but he he texted me. He said, uh, "Maybe Mel Tucker should be the coach of the Astros." Yeah, it works perfectly, but. Slimy organization, slimy coach. Yeah. Works good for me. Um, did did you ever have baseball cards, basketball cards? Heck yeah. I, we, I have both. I have everything. I have Andrew Luck rookie card for football. Okay. that's That was one of my favorite ones. We had a... Uh, I have a couple Peyton Manning rookie cards. We had a uh, Alex Ovechkin rookie card. Okay. And if we, we like, tried to... Like, we, like, looked into, like, how we could get it signed. Um, like you could like you can kind of mail them in and hope it gets signed. Yeah, you can try to go to a game and get it signed. And if we got it signed, it would have been worth like like I think two hundred dollars or yeah. something. That's good. Hey, that's when profit, we were bro. I don't know out elementary school, middle school, because it was Colin's card. But uh, but we were like looking into it. It was like that's like a lot of money. Yeah, and like your what... your parents always tell you, oh like like keep good care. Yeah, of hold stuff. on to it. Them. Might be worth money someday. Hey man, Be- beanie babies, beanie babies. It yeah. might be worth money someday. Yeah, but Absolutely. uh, it's a shame that we didn't. I I still have a whole slew of cards, uh, ranging from uh, Larry Bird rookie I think I have to uh, yeah like I said rookie cards from Andrew Luck. Do you think kid, do you think kids have cards like that today? No, they probably have like an online yeah. card deck. Online oh, card. Oh, disgusting. Gosh. Horrible. There's, I, I have the entire 1990 MLB set. That one's pretty cool. There's nothing better than like flipping through that binder you had with yep. all the cards in <laughs> yep. it. And it's just like that's pretty know. cool. Organizing them all in different ways. From we, I think we had like a Troy Polamalu one. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, gosh, yeah, baseball cards, dude. Throwback to childhood. Yeah, real cool stuff. All right, let's go to the best food we ate this week. A little, little bit of food in here. What, what did you eat this week, Zach? So I went to Benelux Cafe with my family, the Eden's family, and I got a chicken sandwich with like a pe- not a pesto. Yeah, I guess it kind of was like a pesto. Um, sauce that was on the chicken sandwich and had bacon and cheese real good stuff benelux cafe shout out aiden also had his best meal from benelux cafe he had a bacon burger with a fried egg on it i like the fried egg i like fried that egg. that's a good fried eggs on are good burger. on burgers yeah. yeah especially if it's a little runny oh you like it runny yeah i'm a, I'm a big over hard guy okay i don't like All any right. run any, no run give us a call at uh 414-288-7091 runny or over hard over over easy, medium, or hard. Okay. Uh, best food I had this week. I woke up not feeling too good a couple days ago. I just drove to Panera. You drove to... P- when did you drive to Panera? I just like woke up, wasn't feeling well, went to Panera. I, got, I don't even... Got some creamy tomato soup and a bagel with cream cheese. And it made me feel a thousand percent better. Good for you. So it was... Good by, for you. And well, I guess last... After the show, so last Saturday, that night, the Italian place. What was that place called? Calderon Club. Calderon Club. Calderon Club. Really that good. place was good. Really good. That place I had was... uh, chicken marsala. That was the first time I had marsala in a in a minute. I I don't like marsala just because I don't like mushrooms. But yours looked it looked pretty good. 
Um, I just had like their uh, their spaghetti and meatballs, and they said it had they have the best meatballs in Milwaukee, and uh, I, let's just say that's one of the best meatballs I've ever had. It was, wow, it was pretty. Uh, it wasn't like dense. It was nice and like airy and like just moist. But uh, called Drone Club. I might have to go back there someday. Maybe Valentine's Day next year. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe if you ever find a date. Ever, yeah. <laughs> All right, should we hop into the next segment? I'll skip over that one and we'll go down to college. Let's let's talk a little college basketball. College basketball. Because we've been talking about it all all year, really, in our room. We're big college basketball people. Huge. Marquette University. Uh, kind Ken of brought Palm. us in. Yeah, Ken Palm. Shout out Ken Palm. Shout out Stats. I actually had to get a Ken Palm subscription this season. I'm really excited. We're, we're out with like our So we're now with Ken Palm. We're out with our families on like Saturday. And Zach was like asking his older brother about Ken Palm or something, and his brother says, "Did you, your brother explicitly tell you not to get Ken yeah, Palm?" Yeah, he was like, "Ah, oh, it's a joke. Don't get it. I think it's awesome. It's the best thing in the and world." And Zach said, "I already have it." Yeah. <laughs> he like so, it earlier that day. It's um, a, it's one of the better purchases I've made in my life. Twenty dollars for an entire year of college basketball statistics. Being a diehard Marquette fan and just college basketball fan in general, it's pretty fun to look at the statistical. What's twenty hours? Comes an hour and a half games. of work. I know, I know. That's I'm, I'm fine with it. Uh, yeah, it shows a lot about a team with the different adjusted offensive ratings, uh, thrill scores, tension scores, how good a game's projected to be. There's the a lot thrill, of cool stats. The thrill rating. Thrill rating. But thrill and excitement are not the thrill same. Thrill and thing. excitement are very different, and tension and excitement are different too. Excitement is uh, the deviation um, from the percentage of winning the game. Yeah, it's and then uh, t- tension is the closest the game is to fifty percent uh, win. Yeah, win percentage the entire game. So, yeah, a couple stats. We'll have a Ken Palm minute uh, next episode. Yeah, we'll 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 organize something. Yeah, but I love. Uh, so I'm I'm loving college basketball right now. It was uh, it was a solid week of college basketball. Yeah, there's a lot of. I mean, Big East has shown up. Uh, Big Ten has shown up. All the other conferences. I'm throwing you out. Actually, shout out Colorado. Uh, beaten Oregon this yep. week. Huge win. That was a big win. Uh, Marquette lost to Villanova, but beat... A one-point loss in Philadelphia? I'll take it. Yeah. A one-point loss in Philly Yeah, Finneran Pavilion was packed. It's and not, we it's never not won easy there. to win in the pen, in the path. Yeah. It's not easy to win in the pavilion. No, it's it's never is, and we actually haven't won there ever. And so we I'm happy a, about that. We loss. showed a, we almost came back. We were down by like what was it like fifteen? Yeah, we were, we were, down, by like we were down sixteen at one point and came back for. We were down sixteen pretty late. I want to say, or like we were down by like ten plus five minutes left or something. Um, we showed a lot of fight. It was good to see. So Rutgers dropped pretty big in the rankings this week. Uh, we will probably start dropping, but we did beat Butler on Sunday morning, which was National Marquette Day, big day in Milwaukee that for was, basketball. Yep. That was a lot of fun. Uh, beat it was Kamar a big Baldwin. win. It was a big win. Yeah, it was huge. And then we come back and lose to Villanova by one. Not a bad loss by any means. Uh, it's I'll hard. It's it. hard to win on the road. Yeah, Simple and Marcus Howard surpasses Moten. Mo- Moten. Something Syracuse guy. Syracuse guy for All most time. points scored in Big East games. Big East play, yeah. In Big East play, which is pretty cool. Uh, he, he scored it in. Ah, gosh, I don't know if I want to profess this live. Profess on air. it? No, I th- I say do it. All right, so we now you can you can talk a little bit about what my my thoughts behind it are, but he it, scored in the last second of the game yeah, when we were down was, four points and he had a hit a long three. 
pull up. So when I say so, it didn't matter. Yeah, when I say it was a one point game in Philly, it was actually a four point game in Philly. Yeah, it was exactly. That Marcus Howard made a buzzer beater three point shot, just ran up straight away. I mean, you got to try to score till the end, right? Yep. But he scores it, and then those were the points that brought him over like that record, which, as someone was saying in our room, that someone might be here in the studio with me. This is a it's to poetic. take. It's a it's poetic. Yeah, it is kind of poetic. It's a tough take to swallow, tough pill to swallow that his his uh, biggest record breaking points come on a meaningless possession. Yeah, a, a possession that's not going to win a game. It's tough. It's tough to to see him take that in a loss. And actually, the the person to whom he broke the record also recounts when he broke the record. He had it in a loss, and he wasn't too he wasn't too happy after the game because he was. I mean, how do you how do you feel? Yeah, it's tough. How it's tough. You, there's, there's you can't no, you can't be celebrating that after a loss. There's but. no handbook that tells you how you're supposed to feel after breaking. It's congrats to Marcus for breaking the record. Yeah, absolutely. It truly, Ridiculous. It truly shows work ethic and I hate to say it, but Hard consistency. Yeah. Throughout his four years here at Marquette, but for, for it to come in a loss. Yeah, it's and tough. For, and like, if you just look at like. Actual like meaningful wins, over man. The but the Big years. East, the historic Big East, is now all Marcus Howard's. Yeah, crazy. Pe- people in twenty years are gonna look back, be like, Marcus Howard, that dude was a killer. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, that'll be those will be the days. That should be fun. And I'll, and I'll be like, I went to Marquette. It'll then. be uh, <laughs> people will be talking about. I'll be sitting on my front porch, being, oh, you guys think Marcus Howard was good? <laughs> yeah. Well, people will be talking about Marcus Howard versus Mile Powell, the old Big East. Uh, yeah. Battles and this will be like the the medium Big East. There's the old, the middle. No, I and feel like gonna be a new new Big East. People still like in our generation. People are like, oh, those battles between Marcus Howard and Miles Powell, and we're living them. I've seen about four. I've seen about three, four. No, I've seen four, four live five, battles. Yeah. Live battles. Yeah. Four battles between Marcus Howard and Miles Powell. Oh, because yeah, you were at the Seton Hall I game. I went to the, the, the Prudential Big Center, the Big East tournament, and we watched them play here, at, at and we're going to watch them play. Here again, yeah. Here again. And then I've, I've seen it on TV plenty of times, too. Yeah, yeah. So. A lot of fun. A lot of fun watching those oh, two play. Ab- absolute battles. Yeah, absolute battles in the Big East. So, uh, I love Big East basketball. Uh, shout out Villanova real quick. Huge shout out to Villanova. Uh, earlier this week, I think it was it was Wednesday night. Uh, Tuesday night. Tuesday night? Yep. Tuesday night, uh, the dean of our business school, uh, Dean Daniels, uh, he was hit by a car um, late at night on campus, I believe. Yeah, on campus and passed away. On campus Villanova uh, held a moment of silence before their game. A little tribute to him. Yeah, a little tribute, which was really nice to see uh, a couple of biggie schools coming together because yeah, we forget a lot in sports. It's more about coming together, being people. Yeah. So... Shout out to uh, Villanova. That was awesome. Love, uh, love real to good see it. Su- yeah, I love to see that. Yeah. So, Marquette, can we bounce back against Creighton on Tuesday? Uh, we're going to be in Fiserv. Yeah. Again later yeah. in the season. Yep. Remember, remember last we, year? Well, we lost to Creighton uh, was, by th- like almost 30 this year. Away. Away. I remember last year, I went to a game late, later in the year. I didn't have season tickets, so I didn't go to a whole lot of games last year. Um. And I went to a game, it was at Pfizer versus Creighton, and everyone was like, oh, we're going to win, we're going to win, we're going to win. And we got killed. Yeah, it's because it was, we broke down at the end of last it was year. Like a, uh, it, was like a, it was a Tuesday night, I want to say. It was like the exact same thing. So I want to say we're going to win, but there are a little bit of suspicions here. Yep. There's definitely some suspicions. Yep. Um, uh, next, 
Up we have How Hard Is It To Miss A Free Throw by Trey Jones. <laughs> yeah. Well, Trey Jones looks like he's a specialist in it. Yep. So going in to uh, – so there's like a couple seconds left in the game. Who was it? What game? Uh, it was UNC versus Duke. UNC is yeah. killing them the whole game. Duke starts to come back at the end. Duke is down by two. And Trey Jones has one free throw left. So what he tries to do, or what he successfully does, he throws the ball off the front rim. He catches it. Like, it's a little bit of a scramble. And then he pulls up for a two-point shot and makes it. Goes to overtime, right? Yep. Now, it is hard to miss a free throw and get the ball perfectly back to you. Oh, yeah, it is. It's not, it's not no, easy. No, it is not easy. And we've seen teams try to do it year in, year out. Teams I, I wonder what the day percentage, in, day out. I wonder what the percentage of successful attempts of stuff I bet like Ken Palm has a study that says five, it. Five percent? Ten percent, maybe? Yeah, lower. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it doesn't work always uh, perfectly. But when you can... Complete the pass off the front rim to yourself, boys. It is spectacular sight to see. Yeah, so there, so Duke is just all time hype going into OT. Essentially, the same situation occurs, but they're only down by one point. So this this time, Trey Jones he tries to make the free throw. He's at the free throw line again, but he misses, and the ball gets tipped up and then it gets back to him again. Similar thing. He scrambles, pulls up from the same spot. To go for the shot, he misses this shot, but uh, wide left, and then it's tipped in by another Wend- Duke. Wendell player. Moore hustle play. Yep, big time players make big time plays in big time moments. Wendell Moore tips it in for the win. So two free throws, one was purposely missed, and one wasn't, but it both worked out. Yeah, that was it was special. Duke UNC, they're they're fifty one and fifty. Duke is up. In that rivalry in their hundred last hundred one games, right? Yep, it's a great great rivalry. Yeah, call us in at four one four two eight eight seven zero nine one if you want to talk about any college basketball. You want to talk about Vermont Zach? Yeah, Vermont's uh, undefeated in their league play. They're dark horse in the NCAA tournament. Uh, don't sleep on the cats. Go cats. Uh. They're in the American East Conference and they're running show. Absolutely killing everyone. Not the best conference to be in, not gonna lie, but they're killing it. They're playing the best basketball I've seen since the end of last year when they won their conference tournament and uh entered uh play entered uh NCAA tournament play. Yeah, they're a up and coming team. Um I'm real excited for them. Vermont just sounds like a team that's going to like ruin someone's day in the NCAA tournament. I mean, you hope, you hope so. Honestly, yeah. like if that's what I'm looking for, that's what I'm looking for. That, I want to see as many upsets as I can. Besides, that just sounds Marquette. like a team that's going to like just upset a, like an ACC. Team. Yeah. So ready? Here's their. Oh my gosh, they're killing teams. Let's see. Uh, Vermont, they beat Dartmouth. They beat uh, UMBC. They beat Bingham. They beat. Hartford, Maine, UMass Lowell, New Hampshire, Albany, Maine, Hartford, New Hampshire. Yeah, they're killing people, and they have a game today at 1 o'clock versus Binghampton. Binging, Binghampton, yeah. Binghamton. Binghamton. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Binghamton. At uh, 1 o'clock, so maybe maybe we'll put that on. Maybe we'll throw that on. Yeah. Some Casual Saturday afternoon basketball. Um, I'm up. All right. The ACC, the best basketball conference. Is it? 
they only have three projected teams to make the tournament this year. Three. Who are the teams? Let's pull it up right now. So, it can't be Virginia. Virginia's on a slip. Gosh. It's got to be Duke. Is UNC going to make the tournament? Nope. No? I don't even think Syracuse is. It, it comes just... Oh, my gosh. Oh, they're projected four right now. Who is? Uh, let's see here. Hold up. Louisville, Duke, and Florida State, and Virginia is projected to slip in like a like a last four. Hmm. Um, Trash. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, Zach, you gotta pull up the clip. I don't have it. You don't have it. No. What happened to it? So I don't have it. But we Just, had a clip. So last year we're in New York, and we run. We're in Times Square, busiest place in the world. Just, yeah, just play it. Okay, I yeah. Don't have the clip. All right, and uh, Marquette Wire is there. They're yeah, doing- Marquette Wire interviewed us in Marquette Times TV. Square. Came up to us. They were interviewing a bunch of people on the side of the street, They're asking basic asking questions. Basic Who questions is Marcus Howard? Uh, Marquette Where is Marquette? Yeah. And they interviewed this guy with an NC State hat on. Which was absolutely ridiculous. NC State. Yeah, and basically what he says is talking. He's like, uh, Marcus Howard, never heard of him. Uh, Wojciechowski. Oh, yeah, wasn't he a Duke guy? Blah, blah, blah. Then he ends his little interview with, nothing matters in college basketball, but, but ACC basketball. And I'm looking at this dude now. I'm, I'm hearing that clip over and over in my head and just laughing because – ACC maybe isn't even the top five conferences this year. Yeah. It, they're they're it, horrible. It's like nothing matters in college basketball, but ACC, ba- that's exactly how I said it. I'll have to yeah. pull it up next next time. But Maybe we'll put it in like an intro. Yeah, we'll put it in the intro. Intro montage is coming soon. It's on my Twitter, so I might have to retweet that from Games of Grub just so you guys can hear this dude <laughs> say that ACC basketball is all that matters ACC in college basketball, basketball is the only thing that matters. And this is a grown this is a grown man with an NC State hat on. Come on, you got you get if you're gonna brag about the ACC, at least be wearing like a Duke shirt or UNC or this Syracuse. Is, this is me with Virginia. huge air quotes. NC State is part of the Tobacco Road. <laughs> yeah, like come on. <laughs> oh my God, it's yeah, it's just, I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, no more than a year later, they stink at basketball. Big East, Big Ten, Big Twelve. Shout out. Big, big 12. Big, big, big 12. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll give them some they're, credit. They're all right. I'll give them some credit. Pac-12 not not really giving any credit. Again, well, Pac-12, we just don't watch it. Like, like, if a Pac-12 game comes on, that's like when you know it's time to go to bed. It's, it's just it's just late night. Yeah, but it's like Colorado. Oregon's the only – Oregon and Colorado are the only two teams. And Yeah, this year. Having two teams is not enough in a major major conference. You want, like, at least good. four. Mm-hmm. Um, Which the Big East has right now in Marquette, Creighton, Villanova, Seton Hall. Yeah. All right, Zach. I know you're pretty passionate about this one. Uh, Madison versus Notre Dame. They're playing at Lambeau. Yeah, so Madison Notre Dame are playing at Lambeau this upcoming year, and then the next year it's at Lambeau. I think this should be a home-and-home. Home. My reasoning, why play at – I mean, Notre Dame hasn't played at uh, – what's the stadium called? Soldier. No, no. Oh, What's up, uh, Lucas Madison, Oil? Madison. Oh, um, oh gosh, Camp Randall. Camp Randall. 
Notre Dame hasn't played there in years. And imagine how fun. I mean, Ju- both. Jump around at Camp yeah, Randall. Jump around at. They'd sell that Camp. place out times Have 10. you been to a game at Camp Randall? No, I haven't. Camp Randall is awesome. Yeah, Camp I Randall's imagine. They're two different, completely different atmospheres. I, so I have been to a tailgate at both Camp Randall and at uh, Notre Dame. And I had a great time at both of them. But they're completely different. Yes, and that contrast I think is awesome. Yeah, it's cool. It's, I mean, it's two different types of fans coming together. Uh, yeah, that, I don't know why they're not home and home for that given reason. However, Lambo, cool place to play. One a, a historic venue at that. Um, up there with the likes of Fenway Park for baseball. It is, it is a uh, a football guy's paradise yeah. up there at Lambo. But why you got to make people drive all that way up there when you could just play one of your home stadiums? It's cool. I don't know. Maybe it's a little personal preference because I don't want to go to this game if this is the first time I go to Lambeau because I want to see a Packers game at Lambeau if this is my first time going to Lambeau. You know what I mean? Like yeah. If I go to Lambeau, I expect to see the Packers. I don't expect to see Notre Dame versus Wisconsin. It just, so I don't it just, like that. There's something off about it. Yeah, and then Soldier Field for the next one. Put it. Put it in Notre Dame's home. Why? Why does it have to be in Chicago? Why? You can you can bring just as many people down to South Bend. You can fill your. You have a stadium people, for a reason. It's the people cathedral travel. of college football. People travel to go to Notre Dame. You don't have to put it in Chicago. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's it might be even like a little bit too hectic in Chicago. Yeah, Chicago's a big they've, city. They've held games at Soldier Field in the past, but I just don't <laughs> see why you can't just put it at home. Uh, that that'll be a new segment coming up where it's called if you're in charge if you were in charge so we basically say if we were in charge what position we would be so if i was jack swarbrook the athletic director of notre dame athletics and vice president of the school i would change that game and make that a home game at notre dame you know how many wisconsin people you get down to notre dame it's not that far it's, i know that's it, what i'm saying what, what was it from here it's a four-hour drive from here yeah so that means it's five fi- hours. five and a half from madison yeah people would travel people would be i need to get down there too because i know both both uh you might even be able to go around chicago to get there so yeah it might even both be fans of notre dame and wisconsin want to get to the other stadium just out of respect for college football yeah <laughs> i mean like why not but believe me fans from both fan bases would yeah would, would, they would love other. to they would love to. Me being a Notre Dame fan, I would love to watch Notre Dame play it at uh, Camp Randall. Yeah. Uh, Clemson's also coming to Notre Dame, so that should be fun too. Clemson's going to Notre Dame. Yeah, that'll be year. that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Who, who yeah. you gonna root for? Uh that one might be a toss up. Might have to wear a co- half looking, and half. I'm looking for. He's gonna wear a. Uh, a it's crazy. It's NCAA happened three hat. times. He's gonna pull a Rob Lowe. Yeah. NCAA NCAA hat. Hat. It's happened three times in the past like five years, which is crazy. It without. happened last year, didn't it? Yeah, in the college football playoff. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, so but talking about just playing not in your stadium, just brought up the uh, the point. What would be cooler, pros playing in college stadiums or college players playing in pro stadiums? All right. Well, college players playing pro, pro stadiums a lot, whether it be bowl games or just the random game at Soldier Field, like they're trying to do. Uh, NFL game. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It'd be very weird. But an NFL game at a college football stadium. Imagine if someone played in Ann Arbor. If they had a neutral site game at yeah. the big house in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Place would go nuts. It'd be absolutely ele- insane. Absolutely electric. It'd be like the atmosphere would be in- incredibly weird, I guess, because it's a mix of college and pro fans. But I, I just feel like it'd be it'd be cool. 
Yeah. It'd be cool if the pros just just bring a, bring them back a little bit. Yeah, the the stadiums are just as big. They're if if not bigger most of the time yeah. than college stadiums. So, I think we should uh yeah, I think I mean, I'd love to watch a Patriots game at uh at Notre Dame Stadium. Patriots playing at the or cathedral. Someone playing at Death Valley, like Oh, Death Valley would be on. cool. Right? Where's yeah. Death Valley? LSU. Oh, Bill. Oh, come on. Come on, Zach. Clemson. Memorial Stadium. Death Valley, LSU. Death Valley. <laughs> it's a loaded question from you. <laughs> no, it's not. Andy is followed everywhere. You're beating a dead horse, says my father. I get that. But why? Like, wh- why? You know how bad these fan bases want to see each other's, like, actual stadiums? I don't know. I'm beating out a dead horse, I guess, because Notre Dame fans will travel anywhere for anything. Yeah. If they're in, like, an NIT gonna, tournament. Where are you guys going to go, go. Uh, where you guys gonna go pray after the game when you win? Oh, gosh. You guys can't walk to the, uh, to the grotto. What is it, the grotto? The grotto. Get out of yeah. here. No, I'm saying, like, that's, that's part of the Notre Dame tradition. Where, how are they going to do that after the game? Yeah, I guess they won't do it for that one game. Oh. But it's a home game. Technically. I don't know. I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see it panning out to be this spectacular event that everyone says it's going to be. Yeah. How's that? No, I don't, I don't see it either. Um, should we hop into why we love sports? Yeah, you want to go for it? Yeah. So the NBA decided to change up their format for the All-Star game. So not the celebrity game, not the Rising Star game, but the actual All-Stars. So Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. Um they revamped the entire, like, basically the, how the game's going to work. Um, but the, the, the thing that really made, like, connected with me and just us as a whole was every quarter is going to count for charity. So each quarter that you win, you're going to donate, like, I think it's $100,000 to a charity. Yeah, it's awesome. So they, they want to make the game more competitive. So Team LeBron picked uh, one charity and Team Giannis picked another charity, both Chicago based. So I think this is going to be a uh, this is going to be a new thing every year. So wherever the All Star Game is, the two team captains are going to pick a local charity in that city and they're going to donate money for every quarter. Gotta love it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Boys and girls clubs. Um, uh, I think Giannis chose a uh, what did he choose? He chose like an after school program thing uh, that promotes after school. Uh, programs for underprivileged kids. Just love to see it. It's what we love to see. Um, so this is why we love sports. Yeah, this is why we love sports. I mean, we love a lot of things about sports. It's, yeah, definitely love to see money going somewhere. Shout out Dana B. Real quick on the show, uh, Barso Sports, a wild company that can get just about anything sold, uh, was able to sell a million dollars worth of Zillion Beers merch, uh, which... Dana B uh, gets a hundred thousand dollars and is donating all to the Freddy's Foundation. Uh, Pete Freddy's brother, who's running the Boston Marathon, will be getting a hundred thousand uh, dollars in charity benefits through uh, Barstool Sports. So that's awesome. That's another great story. Why we love sports. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I got today. What do you What do you say? Yeah, it's been a good day. I think we'll we'll sign off there. Uh, thanks for. Tune it in. If, you, if anyone wants to give a call, real quick, last call, 414-288-7091. But we're going to be uh, putting on the music and uh, kicking this one to the dust. What do you say? I think that's a solid plan. All right, awesome. Signing off is Zach Passios. Brian Gallagher. There we go. Games and Grub. Games and Grub.
not forget Bathers in our hands Castles made of sand No more guessing